Thank you for listening to this Take It With You Rover episode. It's a chance for us to leave the mothership, as it were, and explore the nooks and crannies of this vast, completely imaginary podcast planet we're living on. This episode is the first in a series called We Need to Talk. We get two interesting people to sit down together and we give them a topic that they have never discussed with each other before. In this show, we welcome Brooks Thomas, a physics professor at Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania, also my brother. And if you've listened to previous Take It With You live podcasts, you'll know him from the Ask Brooks segments. Ask Brooks! Today, he will be chatting with Matt Gildner, who holds a degree in aerospace engineering and does things in his spare time like building a machine from scratch to machine other parts to finish the machine he's building using parts he cast in his homemade blast furnace. Wrap your mind around that one. He also builds our specialty Foley items for the Ticket With You live show. So we sat down on December 29th of 2016 and let the tape roll. The topic we chose for them to discuss was gravity. And finally, this is simply two very smart people having an unedited conversation about high-level physics. Super high-rating stuff. So, if much of this flies over your head, you and I and the majority of the world are in the same boat. So, grab a paddle. Or, better yet, a delicious bent paddle beer. And enjoy. Okay. On. Recording. Alright, well let's hop into it since we're at crunch for time, huh? That's Matt. In the, uh... The topic for tonight is gravity. 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 Sweet. What is gravity? And this is Brooks. Man. So I don't know. And that's the weird thing. Like, I I actually don't know. And there's no, there there's really no evidence yet that gravity is like, we think gravity is a force like, other forces that we know like Mm -hmm. there's certain forces of nature that we know really well what they do like electromagnetism Mm -hmm. like uh, electromagnetism is a force that's you know we understand it very deeply we understand that there's when things interact with this force there's a particle that they emit you know the photon that transmits this force from a particle that has, you know, one particle that has electromagnetic charge to another particle that has electromagnetic charge. Sure. And, you know, if it's two things that have the same charge, they repel each other. If it's two things with different charges, they attract each other. And the other forces that we know of nature, like the, the strong nuclear force that keeps quarks bound up together in protons and neutrons, and the weak nuclear force that's responsible for some nuclear decays, but also is intimately related to the Higgs boson and what it does. Like, those things, we, we have seen the force-carrying particles. We know what they are. We know what they do. Gravity, we've, we haven't seen the force-carrying particles of it yet. But wasn't there an experiment recently that they thought they figured out there's a wave or a wave particle or just a particle? Okay, so... Was that recent? That was. Like, this year, they've seen that... um, So that was was an experiment called LIGO. Okay. And this thing basically was trying to detect um, disturbances in sort of a a gravity... In a sort of gravitational field. Was that a lensing effect that they were studying? 
I can't remember. Ki- LIGO st- yeah. stands for laser infrared. Um, I think it's laser inferometry, laser inferometry gravitational observatory, observatory or yeah. something okay. like yep. that. Yep, yep. Um, but basically, the i the idea there was to test general relativity and mm. to to basically, um, if I have you know two very massive objects like two stars that are like maybe even two black holes that are spiraling together to make a bigger black hole um that there would be such a a warping in space-time that there would be a huge disturbance in the geometry of space-time and therefore um the like that disturbance that sort of as these um objects, these black holes kind of wound around each other, spiraled around each other and came together, um, you'd see that sort of disturbance ripple out. Okay. So we under, we can understand that as a disturbance in space-time, but so that really provides an important confirmation of, of general relativity, but it doesn't really say too much about the particle nature of the uh, of gravity that that it it doesn't really tell you that there is a particle called like the graviton graviton. that's yeah exactly (laughs) that's kind of like the photon is for electromagnetism but that's what they picked up in the ligo experiments is 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 that ripple effect exactly so they they detected it they said whoa that's something we haven't seen before right exactly they basically yeah they basically had two really so what they did is had they had these two really long um, it was a trailing satellite. Is that what it was? Like it was trailing behind Earth. No, it's actually no. on Earth. Oh, okay. like there are two locations. There's one in Louisiana and one in um, Washington State. Okay. And basically, these things have like really, really long. They're they're like two really, really long arms. Where basically, like you're shooting, taking a laser and separating the laser beam using a, a crystal, and one la- one of the, the two separated laser beams go down these two arms. One of them goes down a mirror and then reflects back, and the other goes down a mirror oh, and reflects back. Interferometry. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, okay. it's, yeah. inter, it's interferometry. And basically, if gra- the, the ripple in space-time comes and abridges space you'll see a difference yeah exactly through in one of these uh, you know one of these legs and not the other has to be between yeah exactly the the entire united states in order to pick up so not 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 actually it's like um each one of these things has like a mile oh okay so each of these two things operates independently of the other one so basically the laser goes down this arm and then comes back and the reason that they've got two of them is just for the, you know, the scientific confirmation sure. of the two of them. But the cool thing is, not if you have two of them, you can confirm that you've actually seen something here and here. Yeah. If you have three of them in different places on the Earth, you can triangulate. Oh, nice. And they're built, they, they've either are having built or have built, I forget, another one called Virgo in Italy. Okay. 
And this one is going to, I mean, this is the third one. This means that they can triangulate, which means that they can figure out where on the sky the ripple's coming from. Yeah. So they can pinpoint, like now if you look at sort of the, like there are plots on the sky of where, like if you, you have these two black holes that are merging together, where it might be. And there's this like, you know, crescent arc along the sky that's yeah. like, you know, you can't really tell that much information from that. Right. But... With Virgo, you can pinpoint it, like, to some crazy accuracy. Sure, sure. So, um, you can really... And the cool thing is, like, if you think about it, like, all of astronomy, since Galileo, since, you know, people early, early on, like, since the ancient Egyptians and Babylonians and Aztecs and everybody that was looking up at the stars and being like, hmm, that's interesting, all of that has been based on light it's been based on one you know one kind of signal and now for the first time we've had a revolution in astronomy where we actually have another source there's another spectrum out there not just the electromagnetic spectrum there's a gravitational spectrum that we can look at you know, wavelengths in the ripples of space-time rather than you know wavelengths of photons Oh my God! <clears throat> yeah. What uh, what are we talking about as far as uh, what what are the the length of a gravitational wave? It's God, be massive, right? It's, it's um just unbelievable. So radio waves are the size of the planet. Okay, give or take, right? They they can get up to that. Yeah. They, they can get smaller. Yeah. I mean, like right. up to about a football field size, yeah. you're still a, a, a radio wave. But a gravitational wave. Okay. So basically, you can kind of think of it by like, what is the frequency mm -hmm. of, you know, these things when they're orbiting each other? And I, um, God, I'm not good at remembering exactly the numbers, but I think the, the frequency is like a second or something. That's insane. Because you can like, because you can like actually sort of hear like, um, so there are the, one of the things that the people at LIGO did to kind of, as kind of a PR thing was they translated the they basically took the waveform that they got from the gravitational yeah. waves and mapped it into a sound wave. So there's a chirp that yeah. you can hear, yeah. and it's like. <laughs> And it's just, it's, it's like, oh my God, you can hear it chirping. It's amazing. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, what do you think the future of gravity is? I mean, it's the last truly frontier, in, in, right? As far as the, the four fundamental forces yeah. that we've identified are. Yeah. And now that we've picked up on this, that's always been theorized. Where does it go? I, you know, I don't know. One of the, one of the really hard things about gravity is that, you know, like, okay, so the weak force, mm -hmm. like the, the best analogy is the weak, like is probably the weak force. Cause the, the weak force was a force that it took people a long time to really understand because, um, there's this sort of inherent energy scale associated with the weak force um that's pretty high but not crazy high mm -hmm. so that you know people needed in order to understand the we what the weak force was doing they needed to be able to you know have experiments that could probe this energy scale 
Sure. And like at colliders like the LHC, you can, um, and for the audience listening to that, Large Hadron Collider, which is the big atom smasher that collides protons together in in Switzerland that kind of sends some of its particles What's into the France sometimes. Length? What's the diameter? Um, I, 28 kilometers, 28 I kilometers. think. Also, at I this point, I don't think we need to be referencing the audience because if people don't understand what's going on, they're <laughs> yeah, they do not. That's know. that's that's fairly yeah, fairly true. Fairly true. Um, now, in in this state, I really don't remember if that's diameter or radius or circumference yeah, or what, yeah, that, but you know, roughly it's big. on the order it's of big. Yeah, it goes between two countries, right? Yeah, yeah. It, the the beam passes into France yeah. and and circulates back into Switzerland and um, but at you know we've been able to finally create machines that can produce enough energy and particle collisions to really probe the the weak force mm -hmm. the gravitational force um, okay so to kind of give you an idea like okay the the weak force the energy scale that we're talking about so uh, you know the the best way of doing this is describing it in terms of sort of mass units through like em equals mc squared einstein mass energy relation so the 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 energy is around 10 to the second power or around 100 giga electron volts okay so you know to start getting results from right that's that's basically the that's basically the mass energy of the yeah. particle so if i okay. want to smash two protons together and make a w boson or something mm -hmm. like that it's the energy's got to be around 100 giga electron volts if if i want to start probing the scale of quantum gravity yeah it is 10 to the 18th ish power <laughs> Giga, um, really? giga electron volts. Wow. So, so quite a ways off until yeah. we see anything. Uh, we're chances. Are, I mean, chances <laughs> really are we're never going to make a collider that does that. Like, even if we were to build a collider that basically was like, okay, let's cre if everybody in the world got together and we're like, this is the most important thing in life. We're going to build a collider that circles around the Earth mm -hmm. and circulates like really heavy particles and smashes them together we would get a mere fraction of that like not even close so it may be the this is one of these un, like this is one of these really cool sort of unsolved problems is yeah. we've got no idea yeah. like how to do this and how to really probe things and that's you know one of the cool you know cool things that's still left for physicists to think about is like how are we really gonna figure out you know you know prove this conjecture that people have that gravity functions like the other forces and that there's right. some exchange particle and nobody you know a lot of people assume it but nobody knows yeah. really i mean it's something that's not really not really confirmed right right are physicists coming back around to the idea of the ether? I know um, it's a Victorian ideal. You know, not... Okay, so not really literally that ether. Okay. Because, like, um, 
what points of it so okay so einstein's relativity really was kind of the resolution of that whole ether issue i thought it was the michelson morley experiment right the michelson morley experiment yeah michelson morley experiment was the was the experimental result that prompted sort of gotcha this you know where people were wondering like why aren't we seeing you know why are we seeing the speed of light being the same everywhere like why is this not happening and that's why special relativity you know you know found its its niche okay so let me let me relate these two things okay um you have the sun we're orbiting the sun and the sun for some reason we don't know disappears now we know okay. that the the light will take eight minutes and certain amount of seconds yeah. to get to us does the gravity just shut off or does that also take eight minutes in 31 seconds or whatever so theoretically the gravity also takes um yeah that you know eight and a half or whatever minutes to get to us because yeah. if the gravity is also being transmitted by some massless particle and again this comes right. back to what yep. you know this conjecture that we we're talking about before mm-hmm. The, the gravity also, you know, it needs some time to propagate from, you know, where the sun is to where we are and to transmit that information. Okay. And this is actually one of, you know, sort of one of these other interesting ideas is like, you know, this idea that information cannot really travel faster than the speed of light. And the reason is that this information is sort of being transmitted by particles that are these force exchange particles that are traveling at the speed of light. And so it'll take a while for that information to really get to us. And so like when, if the sun were to disappear, like all of a sudden, you know, the the sun kind of is bending space-time like a, you know, like a big right. huge funnel. And if the sun disappears, then, you know, what will happen is sort of that funnel, whoop, Springs it'll back. just, you know, sort of spring back like, you know, when you're on a trampoline jumping up and down. And that information will take a little while to propagate out to us, to the sort of edge of the trampoline. But it can't be the same as the speed of light because gravity distorts light right it speeds it up slows it down well the thing is what gravity does what gravity does to light is um bends the path that light takes like the speed of light is the speed of light is the speed of light like that's the the weird thing about relativity is no matter who who you are how fast you're moving you know where you are if you're theoretically moving at the speed of light and you shine a flashlight you're going the same speed as the light coming right. out. Right. And that, <laughs> that gets speed. into a... Exactly, <laughs> yeah. that gets I like into thinking this, about that. Right. That gets yeah. into this weird paradox yeah. where, like... The, and this is one of the reasons, like, the way that paradox is avoided, actually, is that things with mass can never actually right. get to the speed of light. So you could never actually get to the speed of light to shine that flashlight because right. you and the flashlight would have mass. Right. You can get really close, but if you get really close, You're you know, massive. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's still, you know, the equations of special relativity still work. If you get to, you know, if you're absolutely massless, well, that's the only way you can travel at the speed of light. So mm-hmm. photons can do it. Gravitons, you know, if we if they, yeah, exist, if they exist, can do it. Um, 
But yeah, we can't. But if if they're on that scale, like you said, it's ten with eighteen zeros after it in order to even get into the the gravity door. Yeah. Then why wouldn't Ah oh man, this is just it's paradoxical at it at its nature, and that's that's why I love thinking about it and talking about it. But if there is a graviton, it's got to go faster than light because of the, those the scales are just you know what I mean. Like eighteen zeros, how can it still fall under those right light there's, restrictions? Right. There's a difference though between. The between energy scale and speed, like something. Well, yeah, can that's have... the distance. So that's what that's what gravity does. Is it affects the distance, right? Like it. I don't know. Well, what it sort what it's what gravity really does is sort of bend bend space time. Yeah. And you know when it bends space time. Always just, you know, just like, you know, if you're jumping up and down on trampoline, the trampoline has to have some time to react. Okay. Like to sort of the elasticity of the trampoline to sort of jump, you know, snap back. And as, you know, the disturbance, the gravitational disturbance that you have, you know, sort of the waves on the trampoline Mm. or, you know, if you're out in Lake Superior, you throw a, a rock in the water and watch the waves sort of ripple on the surface. Sure. You know, they're traveling out at a particular, you know, particular rate. And, you know, just just like that, you know, when you have sort of the trampoline snapback, if I remove the sun and then, you know, space time is snapping back, the rate at which the um, the ripples in the space time propagate, you know, every wave has a speed. And, you know, water waves have a particular speed out in Lake Superior. Sound waves have a particular speed. Like when we're speaking and, you know, there's this microphone over here, you know, it's like 344 meters per second or something that, you know, when my mouth is vibrating, these, you know, is vibrating, these waves come and, and, you know, hit the microphone. That's the speed of light is kind of the speed at which the wave um, associated with space-time snapping back and forth um, travels. Okay. So just like water snapping back and forth, you know, cause like, you know, how does, if you think about like, why do waves travel on the, the surface of water on Lake Superior? Like there are a lot of different forces, like, um, like for example, there's like surface tension in the water and, you know, things like that, but they're sort of causing when there's a disturbance in the water, like, you know, some water's higher than the water next to it. That's causing, that's sort of pulling the water up. And then gravity is also pulling this other water, the water down. Gotcha. And all those effects sort of combine to make a certain wave speed for the the, the little waves propagating uh, along the water. And for, you know, for electromagnetism, just sort of going back to like the speed of light, because light is, you know, just talking about light itself. Um, the, the, you know, the, it's electric and magnetic fields that are actually doing the waving. Like when you're right there interlaced. Yeah, exactly. And and, circular cone. Wow. And when you got, you know, like spring, like a spring. 
yeah, you travel yeah, yeah, through yeah. space like a spring. Yeah, yeah it's like, like at every given point in space, it's like a spring. Yeah, and and so when it goes up, you know the the you know when the electric field goes up, the magnetic field is exerting you know this influence on the electric field and causes it to go down, mm-hmm. and it goes up and goes down at every point in space, and you know at every point in space, it's like a little spring, and that you know gives rise to a wave. So, do you think? Gravitational waves are analogous in some way. Do you think that there's yeah. there's like a there's a unseen uh, repulsive force? Uh, forgive my yeah attractive <laughs> repulsive force. Always attractive. Gravity's <laughs> always attractive. I know. I know that repulsive is a okay. Yes, but yeah, I do. Do you think that I, we'll finally discover something that, that I don't, uh, you know? It's where it shows I, that. I demonstrates that. I hope so. Yeah, me it's too. one of the it's one of these weird ideas. Like I just think it's gotta be. Yeah. Like, and I don't. It's, it, gut, it, right? it's almost a, a faith <laughs> thing. Like, yeah. you know, the word faith. Sorry, just I makes know. me think of George <laughs> Michael now. So sorry. I, that's kind of too but soon. Anyhow, too soon. Yeah, oh man, don't get me started on people we've lost this year but anyhow like um i do like i do think that there's got to be some there's got to be some particle that's transmitting yeah. this this force there's got to be some sort of wave particle duality so like there is with is. yeah exactly everything else is so why shouldn't you know why shouldn't mm-hmm. that work and of course we got to keep an open mind in it you know and mm-hmm. think maybe gravity's different than everything else and we've we've got to think about you know ways 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 of testing that but again that's really hard just because mm-hmm. the energy scale associated with quantum gravity is just so high and you know maybe maybe there are ways in you know very early universe cosmology that we could possibly see some signals of this who knows mm-hmm. but yeah. Well, guys, I think uh, we got to wrap this up here. But uh, very interesting. This has been interesting. Put everybody to any, sleep. Any last th- <laughs> any last thoughts on gravity? Start starting starting with Brooks. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, man, it's it's certain things. Like, if we if we had detected supersymmetry at the LHC, if that had you know really been the theory of nature, and maybe it still is, and that we would have d- been able to detect this partner particle of the graviton, mm-hmm. and that would have given us so much more so confidence. Much but more sadly, it doesn't <laughs> seem like that's to be. So yeah, hmm. I and Matt, uh, gravity's a bitch. <laughs> oh man, is that true? Uh George Michael. <laughs> Gotta have faith. And that wraps it up. I hope you learned something. Uh, thank you to Brooks and Matt for sitting down and doing this, and to Nick Gosen for mastering the episode. You can listen to all Take It With You podcasts at takeitwithyou.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. See you next time.